I'm going to share with you, uh, I think it's seven minutes of gold. I Believe me, I'm not celebrating the result uh, because, you know, is I'm not, I have nothing personal against Gary or John. We've been very good to them on this program over the years. We've supported, you know, their charity. We, 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 we have a good relationship. But I'm sharing with you because we're an intellectually honest program. I'm sharing with you. This is a little bit about who said it the other day, Chuck Malamut, about sausage being made, hot dogs being made. This is the process of political, if you will, sausage being made. And I think some people, and I could tell by the look on Marty Small's face, I think he was surprised, actually, at what went down at this meeting, where Gary Hill's uh, would have been third five-year term on the Atlantic City MUA, and with it, a $6,000 a year salary and a $30,000 health benefits package uh, was on the line. And so Gary has had that for the past 10 years. Uh, He was denied two nights ago. The um, And I guess it's not even two nights ago. It was the 25th, but we're at the morning of the 27th, so a day and a half ago. Uh, he was denied a third five-year term thanks to Mel Taylor, editor and publisher of acprimetime.com. And Mel gave me permission. He and I have chatted back and forth a little bit this morning before airtime. And I asked him for permission because I would never take somebody's work like that without having their permission. And Mel was very collegial, and and Mel, I appreciate that, uh, and said, absolutely, we can uh, share the audio. And we do so with immediate credit to Mel and acprimetime.com. We'll be back, and I will play that audio at 6 minutes and 57 seconds when we come back. And then I'm searching for Atlantic City Councilman-at-Large George Tibbet, who is basically the star of the 6 minutes and 57 seconds that you're going to hear next. It's early in the morning. Tell a friend. 104.1 FM, 1450 AM, and anywhere at WPG. 104.1. Thank you, Sean. Dateline Atlantic City begins right now, and I do I do know for a fact that Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet, who largely will be displayed here over the next six minutes and 57 seconds, is observing the program as we speak. This is the official Atlantic City Council meeting and the discussion of the nomination of, or I should say renomination of Gary Hill for another five-year term on the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority and full media credit uh, to a generous colleague of mine, Mel Taylor, editor and publisher of acprimetime.com, who's given us permission to share his work with you. Thank you, Mel. This is the Atlantic City Council meeting uh, uninterrupted as it transpired on January 25th, so a day and a half ago, as follows. And then we're going to get a reaction from Atlantic City Councilman-at-Large Stuart Tibbet right after this plays. We have to take a quick break, but right after that, we'll come back with Atlantic City Councilman-at-Large George Tibbet. 27, um, this is a job that pays $6,000. There was health benefits involved in it. There's plenty of people that should be given a term. This is two terms he's already gotten. Um, there's people in the third ward and any other wards that deserve a chance to serve on this board and get an opportunity to uh, help with their taxes as well. 
I think it's time we make changes, and I think it's time we get other people involved in the system. He's part of what, eight, ten boards already? I think, you know, there's other people that are interested. As a matter of fact, I got a call from Mr. Padula today that said he would serve on this board for no money and no health benefits. Okay. Now, Mr. Chiesa said he does not get involved in any appointments unless there's money involved in it. Well, there's over 30000 in health benefits and a $6,000 thing. We have three alternates right now sitting on the board at the MUA that only show up if somebody is absent. There's no reason that one of those alternates that only get paid $6,000 and no health care can't fill in this position. Not to mention, Councilman Smalls, we have disagreed on what to do with the water company, but this council has got to come together very soon, and, and, and it, whether it's public, all nine of us, or through committee or whatever, we have to come up with something that we all can agree on with the water company, because if we don't, come July, somebody's gonna do it for us. And it's beginning of the year, so, I don't think we should be putting anybody on these boards, and especially when we have three alternates sitting on that board that only make six thousand and don't get the health, health benefits. You save thirty thousand dollars by using one of those alternates on the board, or picking some senior citizen in the community that actually needs it. I mean, let me just uh, opportunity. Let me just uh, correct you know a little bit. The alternates intend to be no matter what. They just okay. don't vote unless they can deliberate. Exactly. It's just like being an alternate juror. This um, is the bench, we should be called in the yeah. So, um, they do that. Um, as far as the picks, um, I'm sure, you know, throughout, you know, the years, many of us could, uh, you know, question picks, but um, I've always uh, yielded to, you know, the person in that war, uh, Council Mission Baz, uh, feels particularly strong about his pick. Um, you know, it's his right as the durable councilman to, you know, choose uh, who he wants to choose. and. Um, he indicated to me that he wanted to move forward uh, with that. So, council um, president. Also, there's there's nine council members. There's six wards. There's five members. Whoever said it was first, second, third pick? It was a collective pick. There's nine people. At bare minimum, you have six wards up there. It's not just the third wards, the first wards, the second. Those guys have been traditionally from a certain ward, and then when their terms are up. We give somebody else an opportunity at that. And then if one council person from the second ward got a pick last time and the sixth ward didn't, you show professional courtesy and you gave the guy that didn't get a pick. I've been up here 12 years, never got a single pick to put anybody up there. I don't need one today. That's, so it's the first time I ever heard you even comment on anybody who was a Oh no, I did it in the last pick and then that person I had grandchildren who old up there, he still getting appointed every time. I, just, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but submit as many names you want, up or down. Count it. That's it. Can I get a pick once in a while? For free? Yes, 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 create a mechanism that it, 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 everyone gets an opportunity to help someone out in their community because I've been on for eight years. I have yet to be even considered for a pit because it's been this, and, and this, we got to stop this, it's been this war against at large. We are all one unit, so it's not a, a, a war against, okay, we're war men and, and, and you're at large. It should be, everyone should have an opportunity to get a chance to appoint someone. And it's only fair, but for the last eight years, even within this concept of, of it's Ward, it's our turn, it's my turn, but if it's turns, then everyone should be 
saying that they had a term. Yeah, but, but, but Council, let me say this with all due respect to, to your assertions. Uh, I, I think it's ironic that we're going to try to take a stand against Mr. Hill. Mr. Hill asserted well, I'm not taking a stand against anyone. I'm saying that process. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying so, the process so, is already so, in so, effect. So, so would you respectfully actually speak to what, I, what I'm saying okay. instead of dispersing something that I'm not, okay. I'm not talking about Mr. Hill. I'm saying... I do have to comment. Uh, no one's disagreed with George Tibbet. They keep saying, I don't disagree with you. No one's disagreed with Councilman uh, Gilliam Jr., yet they totally disagree. Come on. This is what people don't like. If you, you know, if you're, if you're going to disagree, don't say you don't disagree. Say I disagree. Process should be put in play that everyone has a chance. And, and I'm not disagreeing with you. But Mr. Hill's appointment is up and the process has been that it is the pick of that i uh, have and i'm trying to exercise that now you're not wrong but we have at the beginning of the year the council president well, said, yeah, shabazz if he's not wrong then he's right and who was up on each board so the conversation that we're having now should have been had before it's been a conversation that's been had for eight years so well if, if nothing's moved on so, and don't speak to me as if they'll mute or anything. I'm sitting here telling you. Okay, I hear you. Loud and clear. And we discussed this about the last pick as well. So I prior to that. And, and at the end of the day, it's a $30,000 savings to the people. We are the people. We own the water company. It's 30000 minimum. If you take the guy that wants to do it for free, it's a $36,000. And, and the reason for that is uh, Gary Hill would be grandfathered. People that had the $30,000 platinum, you know, Cadillac type benefits, they would keep them the way that this is how a lot of things are done. Uh, The people that held dual office were able to keep them. But in the future, you couldn't. So this was this was smart. You know, that means at some point you get rid of it. So the next person that comes in new does not get the thirty thousand dollar health benefits package. So just in case you're wondering, why would it be thirty six thousand if it's Gary Hill, but it would be 6000 or nothing if somebody took the position and did not take the uh, the salary. That's the explanation of that. And we're talking so, about people who've been up there long who create a term limit thing. Well, if, if, if we do the term limits, we don't, I think we've got to be careful when we do term limits because yeah, someone said that we do term limits on people on council. And then put it to a vote. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Okay. Put it to a vote. All right, call the And that is how you make sausage, Dateline Atlantic City. Thank you, Mel Taylor. Thank you, acprimetime.com, for your partnership on this segment. Uh, There you have it. Four voted in the affirmative, four in the negative. Councilman Randolph was uh, in a position where he had to abstain because he's employed by the MUA. And uh, 441 means that the measure fails. We'll be back. Atlantic City Councilman at Large, George Tibbet, will join us. I want to talk about two things, Councilman Tibbet. Obviously, the vote. And I, I realize that you and Councilman Gilliam and others went to great lengths. This was not a vote against Gary Hill. 
And I want to talk a little bit about what it was a vote for and also the future of the Atlantic City MUA. We were able to dispel a rumor last night. Uh, I didn't want to put him on the spot and bring him on the program, but I called Atlanta County Executive Dennis Levinson during the program last night, asked the mayor. And if you didn't listen to last night's program, please catch it on our YouTube channel, WPGtalkradio.com on our WPG YouTube channel. I, I believe that our executive program director, Chris Coleman, will have it posted in the next day or so. Uh, you want to listen to it because I was able to confirm directly from the Atlantic County Executive Dennis Levinson because there had been a very strong rumor floating that the county was going to purchase the MUA. And this was months ago this came up as well. And I think months ago the county would have done it. Uh, the county at this point in time is not interested in the purchase. And that rumor that's been going wildfire all over Atlantic City is not true. And it it and it and it even had me fooled. That's why I had to call the county executive because there was – just some credible people that were saying it and they were tying in the potential Borgata settlement that the state is working on right now. And it all seemed that the dots were connecting. But Denny Levinson said that a month ago someone approached him and that uh, the county is not interested at this point. So that's where that stands. Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. Councilman Tibbet, good morning. Good morning, Harry. Well, you starred in the last segment, so let me get your reaction to, uh, I called it the political process of making sausage, a la Atlantic City Council style. What What's your sort of um, autopsy on how all that went down? Well, Harry, um, it, it's, it's plain and simple. It's time to flush the toilet. We have to get other people involved. There's people in the community that are struggling that could use that 6,000 stipend uh, a, a year for one meeting a month. And, you know, I'm a little bit disgusted with Councilman Shabazz and more so Councilman Marsh. There's plenty of people in their wards that are struggling to make their tax payments right now. And to continuously keep giving these plum positions to the alleged politically connected, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's over. We're going to give everybody a chance. When a plum job like that comes up and you could help somebody, let's help somebody in the community that really needs the help. And, George, I, I made this comment just because I didn't want people to be confused because here's Councilman Tibbetts saying, hey, if it's somebody else coming in, then it's only $6,000 and not the $30,000 in the health benefits. And if it's somebody that's willing to just serve their community and they don't want the salary, then it saves a full 36,000. That's because you already took action as a governing body that anybody new that comes on board to the MUA, they no longer are eligible to receive the medical health benefits. Well, 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 Harry, let's go back one step there. Yes, we did do that, as a matter of fact, and uh, I believe the MUA actually did it themselves. But uh, uh, last time we got, when the talks of the water company just started, on to do something with the water company, uh, Atlantic City City's council response was when it, you know when it was to sell it to do something to monetize it. Our response was was to add three more members to it, three more board members to get paid six thousand. That was our response. Councilman Gillian didn't put nobody on that board. Councilman Tibbet didn't. Delgado didn't. 
how do you have eight people on the board and council at large has no picks up there? Nor do we want one. We think it's something that needs to be, uh, you know, let the seniors that are, it, it should be a senior job for for someone that don't have health benefits. You know, you know, those are the types of people that should be considered for these picks. Not rich people. Go buy your own health benefits. Let me also ask you, because, you know, under, I guess, the heading of tone deaf, the state is in, the city is in a full-blown state takeover modality. Uh, and you have a utility authority that was voting thousands of dollars in retirement, you know, payouts. And I mean, you talk about tone deaf. I mean, that just was almost too much to bear. I thought that was just crazy. Well, Harry, you try and you try and help the state make them aware of these plum things, and it just seemed, you know, I. I I thought things would change a little bit um, as far as the waste goes, and it just—I don't know why we have them here. They must I, more waste, just total more waste. Councilman George Tibbet, if you would just uh, indulge me, I have to get our last break in because we ran long in the last segment, and then we have time for one more closing segment. I want to ask you what you believe the future of the Atlantic city MUA is because out of everything that took place. And I really appreciate the way that you and uh, councilman Gilliam in particular handled yourself. You made it very clear. This was not voting against anyone. This wasn't personal. It wasn't a personal attack. Uh, It was, it was much different than that, but you raised something that I think was the most important thing of the whole six minutes and 57 seconds. And that is that unless city council acts, I totally agree with you. The state will act for you, and the future of the Atlantic City MUA will then be decided by outsiders by default, which if city council allows that to happen, that would be a disgrace. So I want to get your take on what you believe city council needs to do to take ownership, and I mean that both figuratively and literally, uh, because it is a city asset, and that it, that. What do you think the time frame is to ensure that at least local input either could carry the day or at least have a chance to have significant input? So I think it's a really important part of um, our interview, Councilman, and we'll, we'll get right to that when we come back. It's early in the morning with Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet, and you're listening to WPG Talk Radio 104.1 FM with Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. George, before we get to the future of the MUA, a listener wrote me, and it's a really good question. They said, hey, what do they do for the 6000 a year? Is it, is it? Do they meet basically once a month, George? And, and the, I mean, here's what I believe. Any city, I mean, I was a, a rec board member. They were five-year terms. We got paid zippo, zero, nada. Two-term board of education member, member zero pay. To me, this was always a um, just a political just gift that just was because money was coming in hand over fist. Nobody cared. Nobody looked. This was a dinosaur from days gone by where you could get away with this kind of abuse and excess. To me, this is never a position where a board member should be paid anything. There should be no salary. And believe me when I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many people in Atlantic City that would take the position just because they love their city and they want to contribute and they'll do it for nothing. Mark Padula, one example that uh, Councilman Tibbet raised during the meeting. Uh, so I'm I'm on record right here, right now that it's ridiculous 
that they were getting $36,000 a year, and it was taxpayer abuse. It's a disgrace that they were getting it. And I have to say, especially rich people taking 30 grand, you know, benefits when there are poor people that don't even, you know, have to wor- worry, can I get indigent care? And then the $6,000 salary is also egregious. So I'm on record, it should be zero, but it's not. It's 6000 and now a new member, no health benefits. So it's been it's been corrected. And I believe that's because of not our tight times, but really public scrutiny, because people are getting outraged at this stuff and they can't take it anymore. They're like the guy, uh, Peter Finch from uh, Howard Beale and Network. They're mad as hell and they're not taking this crap anymore. So what do they do for six thousand a year? As far as you know. As far as I know, they do have one uh, meeting a month, and they have some. Uh, they do go over committee stuff to go over uh, what they're going to be voting on at their meetings. That would be better answered by uh, Mr. Ward. But 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 in fairness, I do know, and you do know, and yeah, sure, Bruce would know. But the truth is, they're not doing any more than a board of education member does, than a planning board or zoning board of adjustments member does, or a rec board member does, or any other committee that or authority that is typically volunteer in nature and you know it going in and you want it because you want to serve some people do it because it's entry into then they want to run for a council seat or whatever and i'm not going to get into people's motivations but it's not onerous to the extent that it's any different than the other positions that i mentioned do you agree Yes, I agree, Harry. And let's not forget, um, this is the same guy, Mr. Hill, that couldn't remember that he was the one that put the resolution up and signed the resolution and told everybody that he didn't uh, for a $3,000 uh, going away present for any board members. And now he said it's a longstanding practice. I went over there and opered all the people that have ever received $3,000 in the past, and there was only two. So where's the longstanding practice? He knew his term was up. And uh, there was a possibility that we were going to give it to somebody in need rather than him. And then they come up with this 3000 going away present for every board member when they finish their terms. Coincidentally, he would have been the very first one to get that 3000 So let's stop playing games. Well, the other thing about it, too, is sometimes when you do you go too far, this this is why the public never seemed to be up in arms to the extent as you would expect, even as things got tougher and tougher for people to pay their own taxes in Atlantic City. People never seem to to zero in on the $6,000 salary or the $30,000 potential platinum, you know, Cadillac health benefits. But all of a sudden, hey, we're going to vote, you know, ourselves three grand on the way out the door. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think that really is the thing that really shined the spotlight on this. Council, we have three minutes left in the hour, and I want to give you an opportunity to show your vision uh, for the future of the Atlantic City MUA. Take it away, please. Well, well, Harry, I always thought the MUA, we got to, you should keep the MUA because the amount of money that you're going to get over 40 years that have been proposed to us by certain agencies and uh, different companies, if you keep the water company, you could triple that money if you only took five, six million a year versus a hundred million up front and still own the product. Now, the talk about the county taking a water company, um, I think that's something that the city should definitely uh, be uh, sitting down and negotiating with the county if we have to do something to pay the Borgata off, which 
my money's on. You can almost you heard it here. Something's going to be done with the water company to resolve that Borgata thing. So I think it's time we should be sitting down with the county to come up with the best deal possible for the residents and the possibility of getting our water company back when the money is paid back is what we should be doing right now. I think it was talks in the past. I was just going to say I think you're absolutely right about that, Councilman Tibbet. And I didn't go this far into it with the county executive, but I think if the county was properly approached, I think you could find a working partner there. I, I know, I know there, I know there is. There's no doubt about it. A good, a good uh, negotiator isn't going to show his cards. Denny Levinson is not going to show his cards right now. He's not going to show his desire. I mean, it would be foolish to show any, any, any emotion about this when you're trying to get a deal done. He already once tried. Well, the county already once was already engaged in conversations with us. And because somebody's underwear got in a bunch, uh, you know, they shot the whole deal down that could have been good for the city and could have protected the water company for the city. So hopefully we could renegotiate and start to get something going forward to protect the water company for the people of Atlantic City, as well as get this Borgata thing behind us. I have a quick question for you. And I thought that Councilman Gilliam had a very good point. The way that appointments are being nominations are being made by ward council people and that the three at large council people, you represent the whole city. So why does somebody get a pick just out of one maybe tiny ward of a few hundred people and you don't get a recommendation or a nomination as a councilman at large? Has that been the case in all the different board uh, vacancies that there are? Uh, in, in most cases, yes, Harry. That's, I think that's, that's the terrible. way it is, and uh, that's... yeah, it's just the way it's set up. Uh, like I said, Shabazz is acting like it's his pick. Who the hell said it was his pick? There's five board members on the MUA. There's nine council members. They they, they come in. He's been on for a couple minutes <laughs> on the council, and, and all of a sudden he's going to come and take a pick. And then you don't go to your own neighborhood. Now, Mr. Shabazz, go back into the neighborhoods where people are starving and people are losing their homes and say, yeah, I just gave a millionaire a job like that when I could have gave it to somebody from the neighborhood that deserved it. That is the final word this hour. Councilman Tippett, good to visit with you. Keep in touch. Take care. Have a good day, Harry. Thank you, sir. Lang City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. It's halftime. This is the most relevant two-way talk radio broadcast in New Jersey history. We're talking sports next. WPGG Atlantic City. WSJO 104.9 HD2 Egg Harbor City. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now.